0: Welcome to this week's episode of Trusted Tech Talks. Today we're going to cover a topic which, for a very long time, was not talked about: imposter syndrome. Today I'm joined by Toby Wilman, who works over at Infinity Works, who are part of the Accenture Group. He's going to talk through his experiences, and um, I'm really happy to get Toby on board. So, first of all, Toby, how are you doing?
1: Good, thanks,
0: money. Thanks for having me. Been looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's kind of um, Crazy how we met at a meetup. I can't remember even how many years ago. It was before you were in the works days. Um, and then obviously kept in touch since then. But I think to start off, if you could talk through your background, your history, just so people know who you are and your journey that's brought you to where you are. And then we can delve into the topic. So, yeah, if you'd like to do an intro, that'd be great.
1: Sure, sure. So, currently, I'm a lead talent partner. Um, over Infinity Works, like you said, I've been here for uh, around about three years now, or oh, it is—it's over three years. It was my—it my uh, anniversary my uh, not long ago. So, um, my role here is all things to do with um, bringing people into the business uh, through, you know, recruitment and, and, and the headhunting inside of things through to events and and brand and message and and, and making sure people know who we are in the regions we operate and. And, and hopefully bringing incoming traffic into the business. You know, we want people to be applying to us and joining to us from seeing our posts and reading our blogs and hearing our podcasts and stuff like that. So that's really the work stream I operate in. But um, before Infinity Work, my journey um, from the earlier days from first coming into my career, I didn't start my career till, till later on the most. I, uh, I travelled from 19, um, nineteen twenty through to through till I was sort of 25. Um, I didn't travel just like backpacking. Is it, You know, most people think backpacking. When you say travel, I did working seasons. So worked in right. different places like Mallorca and Austria and, 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 and Marbella and places like that, doing working seasons. Different variety of jobs from just partying through to pe the uh, you know, scaling fish and peeling potatoes through to fitting <laughs> flat pack furniture across Portugal Spain and Morocco I've done all sorts of stuff in those earlier days and 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 I sort of hit a moment where I was sort of you know five years into my seasonal journey going back and forward different seasons different countries and and in between i was doing jobs in the uk or i was going traveling further afield to, to places like southeast asia and india and whatnot so i sort of hit a moment where i was like Do you know what i'm done now i uh i'm all my mates in back at home were, were starting to progress in in their careers and they'd, they'd done you know some of them had done uni some of them had gone into trades and whatnot and when you start to see people starting to make a bit of a a success story themselves, and you've not really got much to to bring to the table other than than, than, a, than a heap ton of crazy stories. I I thought I'd best get going, so I um came back to the UK and 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 I, and I struggled to get some work, but I got some work in the end um, in a in a call center doing B two B gas and electric sales. Um, I enjoyed it; it was great. It was a it was it was a hard graft. It was you know three hundred phone calls a day. It was really fast paced. It was I remember it, I always say this when, when people talk about commutes to work. I lived in Glossop at the time and this this role was outside of Manchester and I used to have to get two trains and it was freezing cold in the winter when I first started two trains and then it was like a mile and a half walk to to where I was going. And I used to have to do that there and back every day. It used to take me about an hour and a half, hour and forty minutes to
0: mm. to
1: get to and from and it was just for it was just minimum wage role, just you know, there was commission there and I, and I managed to do well at what I did, but I remember those days and it used to be a slog. But I thought, you know what? I just need to get nailed down, I just need to knuckle down at something, get something on my TV, progress there. And I was there for two years and went from sort of a sales advisor to a senior direct sales advisor, then to a team lead, and ended up doing quite a bit of training there for, for people coming into the business and looked after a team of around about 30-40 people actually. Um, and and that was good fun, but it was never really for me a, a career, so that's when I that's when I came into the the, the, the beautiful world of recruitment and uh, hit the uh, hit the ground running with a pretty hardcore uh, recruitment company who taught me um, a lot of stuff about recruitment, the rights and the wrongs, I suppose. Um, and and it, it, my my didn't quite align with my values, but, but I learned a lot there. Had great fun there. I mean that they, they had great fun. They parted a lot. Um, and they worked really hard, um, and, and you know there was the ability to make some decent money there, but it was uh, it was a slog. So I um, this was in energy from waste. I was doing uh, quantities and commercial managers in energy from waste plants. And I remember um, when I first came into tech, and I went to, into tech recruitment, and I went to my uh, first um, uh, uh, client meeting, and I, and I w- walked into the building, which was as you probably know, you've been to many client meetings in the tech industry, and like, it was absolute bougie. You know, the place was amazing. Someone wheeled past me on a scooter. People were knocking about in shorts and flip-flops. And yeah, they had Playstations in one room. And I'd been used to slipping and sliding across fields in bloody brogues in a three-piece suit to try and oh. walk to a portal cabin to, to go and sell quantity surveyors to, hmm. to contractors in, in, in the middle of nowhere up in Dunbar in Scotland and places like that. So, yeah, I knew when I got into tech recruitment that this was the... This is definitely the industry that I want to be in. And uh, and and that's it from there, really. I mean, the story from tech recruitment goes, as you mentioned, you know, bumping into people like yourself. The meetup scene changed changed everything for me. But yeah, there's an introduction to, to, to my journey so far. And I'm sure we'll go into meetups and events and that later on in the chat. But yeah, there's a little introduction. No, that's great, Toby. And
0: then you've been obviously at Finity Works now, like you said, three years. So congrats mm-hmm. on the three years as well. I can't. I can't believe how quick that's gone as well. Um, um, With with imposter syndrome, um, for somebody who, I think people find this kind of hard to think of somebody who for five years was out of your comfort zone, going to different countries, doing different jobs, working in places even where English wasn't the first language, then going and doing this sort of call centre, high volume sales and being the face of a lot of meet-up events as well. It's something that you would probably not link to somebody with your type of background and experience. So I I think the first thing I'd like to ask is when somebody says imposter syndrome, because it can be subjective as well, people's thoughts a bit. What does imposter syndrome mean to you?
1: I think those moments in your life where you, because I've had them so many times and it wasn't until I found out what I, you're right. And everything you said, then you're right. I didn't believe I'd have imposter syndrome. And I think that's something that, that until I found out what it was, you know, I didn't allow myself to understand that I could have it because I thought oh, I've been in this situation. I've done this. I put myself out of the comfort zone in this situation. But there's so many moments you can look back on in, in your life where you didn't feel like you belonged in that group of people or you didn't feel like you were achieving what people wanted you to achieve or you didn't feel like you were succeeding in in, in what other people's expectations were and you do get that moment of moments of doubt where you're like am i doing the right thing am i in the right place you know is, is this above my pay grade what what you know am, am i just faking it here am i just faking it till i make it sort of thing and and for me that's when. When I heard a talk, it was, it was actually a talk in Manchester and, and someone who has quite a similar sort of background, very salesy, um, been, you know, come through the, the you know, the, the nitty gritty of being grown up in and around Manchester and, and, and being involved as, you know, as, as a, 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 in a bit of a lad culture, you know, I, I was in a bit of a lad culture when, when I was younger and you know, it's one of those where I realised, you know what, I've been through it so many times and, and, I've, and I've actually suffered with it quite a bit in, in, in instances where I've, I've let it really play on me and then it's affected my work or it's affected what I'm doing. Or it's affected how I've interacted with people because you feel a little bit like this isn't the right place for me or I'm not the right person for, these, for this group of people or for this business or for, for whatever it may be. So, yeah, I mean... If that, that's what it means for me, and you're right, it's subjective. A lot of people will 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 go through different scenarios and situations where they can look back on and think, oh, that was imposter syndrome. I think, yeah, I've been able to work my way through it numerous times, but I still get it today. I still get it all the time. You know? I, I I did an, I did an internal mini conference and I've been at Infinite Works for three years. I did a mini conference, a mini conference, by the way, is like quarterly. Um, opportunity for people to go and talk and and talk about things where you know that are important to them and and, and I took this talk to to the mini conference which was called Just Keep Swimming it was about the, the power of persistence and resilience in our careers and 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 I walked into a room full of people who are successful engineers or, or people who are coming through the academy and I quickly realized it might not be the right I'm, I'm t- saying this talk and i would not thought it through I rushed it I don't think I was delivering it to the right crowd. And I, I I mean I've done quite a few talks in my time and I crumbled and I felt I never felt like I was in the wrong place, wrong time, delivering a talk to not only a room full of people, but live recording all across the UK to all of our regions, watch parties in all six regions, and honestly, my heart sank. And I started choking. And I'm actually doing another talk soon called the uh, the confessions of an amateur speaker off the back of it, because it doesn't always go well. And, and you might look at someone who's, who you think they've had a confidence or they must be confident to do what they've done. But it, it's not always the case. And, and I think sometimes we do look at people and think, oh, they must be super confident. But, but often those people who pursue that or pursue that way of life have put themselves into challenges where they've not been confident. You have to try and gain it.
0: No, massively. So, so when, when was it you first recognised that you had imposter syndrome?
1: It was at an event in Manchester about, uh, I'd probably say when I first started at Infinity Works. Uh, when, Like I said, I first recognised what imposter syndrome was when someone told me what it was. If I take back to when do I recognise first had imposter syndrome, I mean, I got expelled from school in, in year eight and had to go to another school. And wow, you, you think about imposter syndrome as a, a kid in year nine who's gone from private school, who's now going to... A public school with over two thousand people in it um that's imposter syndrome massively i was petrified i was literally shaking scared going into that school and um you know you can trace it all the way back to so many times in our lives but when i joined infinity works you know i thought oh, i had imposter syndrome then i knew the business inside now i've worked with them for ages done events with them and you know hired people for them on the agency side and sat down and sat next to all the engineers and the consultants and the and all the you know the leaders in technology here and I was like oh my god like it's the type of conversations I mean I've not been in before but I've client meetings yeah but I'm you know I'm, I'm here now I'm in the thick of it like am I supposed to be here you know so yeah I mean you can trace it back to so many times but the first time I ever realized that, and I think you know hopefully this conversation today will We'll, 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 we'll highlight it to other people that, you know, we'll talk about it later on but imposter syndromes are something that's difficult and, and once you recognise it, it's something that you can work through and when you work through it, and you can build on the moments where you realise that you were supposed to be there, give yourself the confidence give yourself the platform to be able to move forward rather than let it consume you
0: When you when you first had that then, when you're um, I'm I'm moving on to probably these are two, two questions, probably when you first had it first time, let's say you crumbled or you noticed it in when you were talking at an event, let's say in front of yeah. people or, you know, what was your coping mechanism then? And then I think sort of fast forward into now, what is it you do now to cope? Because there's obviously so many more tools or access to people or talks that you can listen to now, but I'm guessing the first time or first few times, you probably didn't really know what it was. So maybe yeah. the kind came in, but it'd be interesting to know how you cooked the first time and then how you progressed to to make sure that you're trying to keep hold of it now.
1: Yeah, both really good questions, actually. I think going off the, the first one, like, yeah, I think if you look back to, you know, the... The conversations that people have around things like you know fight or flight and, and and things like that and and you know I think that was what comes in so I think it's a natural thing the way I coped with it the first time because I didn't I didn't know what it was or or even 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 nowadays when I know what imposter syndrome is but it's not a moment where you get sudden imposter syndrome like what I had when I was doing the talk the other week like that's a moment where, you know, you can't address it, and analyze it in your head and think, right, OK, I'm going to put this into play now to, to get myself through this. It was literally a literal case of, right, OK, give you, I suppose this could be in the way like you've got to give yourself the backing and the confidence that just, just deliver the talk you've put out there, say what you need to say, however it's received, it will be received that way. This is a learning point it's a learning it's something that you can take away something that you can build upon you know not everything goes right all the time and i think that's probably a coping mechanism Like, might the next one i think once you start to realize that that not everything goes right all the time and you're quite happy to accept that if something is going wrong even if you're in the moment it's going wrong you can already in your head think about right okay when I when I finish this now, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to take. What I want to build on. But for now, focus on what I'm doing. Focus on what I'm delivering. Just do what I came here to do. If it's not being received the way you did want to, or if it's not happening the way you wanted it to, then that's okay. Um, and I think that's the that's the main thing going into the second part of the question. Like what what do I do now? You know, you've got. I think we all have to accept. So if we're in a if we're in a role, it's the most common, the most common times, most common experiences people have with imposter syndrome, moving into a new team or moving into a new role or moving into a new part of their life or their career or their journey. And and that's when we get it because it's natural. And this is why people didn't really understand what it was before because naturally you just think you're scared or you're anxious or you're taking a leap of faith or you're stepping up to a new challenge. And when those moments of doubt flood in, that's when the moments of like start telling yourself that you shouldn't be here. And, and it's natural in your head that, that, you know, you're going to have that, that negative side to, to every sort of scenario that you put yourself in, because that's the human brain. Uh, you know, the human brain is once again, going back to that fight or flight. You know, so It goes back to that moment where you you, you, you see, let's, let's, let's not do this. Let's back away from this. this. This isn't, this isn't the, this isn't for us. You know, we're not meant to be here, but you're there for a reason. You've got there through hard work and whatever it was, and you were probably confident in where you were. I mean, if, if I'm talking about myself, the situation before I moved into infinity Works, I was super confident in, in speaking to my old company. You know, I, I, I loved what I did. I loved the, the customers that I worked with. I loved the, the candidates that I was working with. I loved the events that I was doing. You put yourself into a new scenario, a new situation, and you are going to have those moments of doubt, but you're there for a reason. You've got yourself there fail you're gonna fail like no one's bringing you into a, a new team or you're not moving into a new company because they think oh this person's going to be a hundred percent immaculate um you know give yourself wiggle rooms to fail in fact failure is like the best thing for our careers i think like people who don't have failure and everything goes right for the first three four years of the career and all of a sudden they're gonna get hit by it at some point it'll hit it'll hit like a ton of bricks so you know take every moment where things go wrong and just learn from it and I suppose find find your people, find the support, find the you know, the the right people will always support you in every situation. So you know, if you find your people, is super important. I think that's one of the one of the lessons that, that I learned um, throughout my career. Is once you've found the right people to to help you in your journey, then they, then then the imposter syndrome will become less and less because you know you're not an imposter there. You know you they know you're going to mess up from time to time and got to embrace it and move on
0: yeah I, I really like that point about the um not being afraid to fail yeah um, i don't know if it's um the society that that's sort of being built around about perfection yeah. you know you see pictures with filters or mm. you know people training and put thousands of hours into work and um they they say you know the only way you can really grow is by failing. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if like you said, if it's plain sailing and you get that loss or you get that knockback and you, you're not used to it, it can really send some people under. But yeah, uh, if you pro- if you're not failing, you're probably not pushing yourself enough as well. Um, I agree. Um, but yeah, that the, the, what you have talking about there as well, Toby, with the finding those people to support lean on. How, how did you find those people? because when, when you realized it, that there prob- there was a stigma. I, I think that stigma has gone less and less now, but to admit to something, you'd have people maybe dismissing it like nah, that's yeah. not it, that like I, I don't know what you're going on about, but how did you find a network of people or was it a person or somebody just to support or lean on that knew what you were going through?
1: I just, I suppose, gravitate towards the, like the people that that bring the best out in you, and, and you know, I had to go through um, I, an exercise a few years back in my personal journey when I was, you know, with my partner, my fiance now, and and you know, she had she had Luca who was you know just over eighteen months at the time, and you know, I had to take a, a step in my personal journey to, and this is where I suppose brought this into. Into my into my professional journey, that I had to cut back on certain people who were bringing negative negativity to my life um, and dragging me down. But I felt like I had a responsibility to be there because we'd been mates for years or or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, I had a different responsibility where you know it's not just me now. I've got a partner, she's got she's got a young boy, and and you know I need to be if I want to be a long term partner in this family, a long term part of this family. Uh, you know I've got to cut back people who are weighing me down dragging me down it's not my responsibility to 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 to, you know always support and look after and 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 be there for that person when they're not looking after themselves and I suppose that was a hard exercise obviously I've got a big friendship circle and 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 a lot of my friends I've known for years and years and years but I think finding gravitating towards the positive people in my personal life sort of helped me in my professional journey do the same thing and I think you know, you just have to look for the people, I suppose. And, and and it all comes through networking. And I'm a massive advocate, as I know you are as well, of networking. Like, you have to put yourself out there. You have, I, I believe anyway, especially in our in our, in our in our roles, you know, in our careers, in, in the world of sort of talent and, and, and recruitment, like, you have to put yourself out there. You never know who you're going to meet. And, you know, when you do meet someone, if you bounce off and you do meet someone that brings the best out in you, you bring them into bring them into your circle like you know i'm not saying bring them into your close circle of of like real close best friends but but you know as a as a a professional in this industry i've got a pretty big circle and and, and i'm happy to you know work with anyone and and if they're gonna bring the best out of me and i could bring the best out of them and let's let's work together and i think you know that's why i took the difficult decision to to move from sphinx to join infinity works because sphinx were bringing the best out of me like they were they were literally levitating me and and giving me everything I needed to be, you know, to be a, a recruitment agent in Manchester who was starting to, you know, make waves. I was, I, I was no, I'm not saying that I was, you know, the best, the best in Manchester. I, I was far from it. I was working to try and get towards there, and I think I, I had a lot more to give in agency recruitment. But I found, I found Infinity Works. I found the people there, and you know, from starting DevOps battle royale through to the, through to the point where through the point where I joined I was just like these these inspire me they bring real positive energy out of me they're allowing me to be who I wanted to be and and, and bring my ideas to the table and you know when, when you're going from you know, just starting out your career at 25 to to joining Infinity Work <coughs> you know five years later and 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 at that point then you start sitting with the with the leaders of leaders of the region and and they're listening to your ideas. I was like, this is like, yeah, these are, these are my people. And, and from there you get to, as a recruitment agent, I suppose take that forward into conversations that you have all the time. You know, you can try and spot, I was having a conversation about this the other day. I've got a friend who's really into um, psychology and, and does a lot in, in a lot of reading in that space and he, he's not a professional in, in that area but he's really sort of interesting he has been for years and years and years And as, as we were talking it was like you know it's, it's, it's really weird because I think you know in a way a recruitment agent who, who is is very good at a job and does a lot of listening and, and does a lot of the right things of recruitment he starts to really understand how the how people work and how how the human brain works and how you know from physical interactions through to audio interactions whatever it may be you really start to find these nuances and, and and I think you know you start to gravitate towards what what can be you know really sort of people who may not know how good they are or people who who think they're too good and and and, and need bringing down a peg or two but yeah I think that's some of the things that that, that I've been able to take advantage of through this through this journey through through this sort of experience of trying to find the right people and gravitate towards the right energies it's, it's come through loads of different scenarios in this industry but recruitment's brought it all out, I not mean, great it's a great industry for people who, who want to make a good go at it.
0: Yeah I think I think um I think something to highlight there is it, it also depends where you're working. Because um, yeah. Um, yeah it's a great like Manchester scene is booming uh the tech community's really really busy but it's surrounding yourself by those good people and um some people are too scared to do that for that fear of being alone but yeah. um, you're best off having just one or two positive people around you than sort of 10 toxic so yes i definitely oh, hear you there um what what advice would you give others that and maybe listening to this and thinking do you know what that is me but I've not spoke to anybody about this before and with your experiences and, and what you've been through what would you what would you advise them
1: yeah I think uh, in the situations like in the scenarios of, of like when imposter syndrome can get a lot on, you know, anxiety starts to kick in. I, I suffered from anxiety in my first round of recruitment quite a lot. And I used to have proper panic attacks like really bad. Um, and and to that point there I had to take a step back and I spoke to someone. And I think mean, that's not and when I say spoke to someone, I mean there's lots of professional help out there. I, I actually spoke to my mum about it all and like just literally like offloaded everything and it was really hard for me to do that. And you know, offloaded stuff that I'd never told her before and and, and that was just like a big, massive relief of pressure. And I think, so, you know, if, if it's getting to the point where it's consuming you and getting you anxious and, and, and getting to the point where it's actually, so, you know, deteriorating, you, you, your physical and mental state's deteriorating, then I think, for me anyway, the best thing to do is speak to someone, and that's really difficult to do and own up to, but I think that's, you know, on that extreme side of things, and then, then it can be an instant relief of pressure. Um and, and, and then there's there, there's lots of things to do in the way of events and, and, and people where I mean, I'm always I can always chat to anyone I'm always I'm always ready and I'm willing to chat to anyone about anything to do with this sort of topic um, but I think you know the, 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 the more sort of how I went through it at the, at the stage later on in my career when when I, I didn't know what imposter syndrome was but, but I knew how to work through it and I, and I think it's just take a step back and I think Sometimes we try to work too fast to get through things. And if you think like if, you, if something's going wrong, something's, something's sort of like worrying you in your are or, or or you think like you're not in the right place, you try and work extra hard, work extra long hours, do more than anyone else. You know, really stress yourself out, really, really make sure that you're there, at, you know, half seven in the morning, getting everything ready or you admin ready and you work until eight o'clock at night. And that's, that's the wrong thing to do. That's the exact wrong thing to do. Um, take, take the pressure off yourself. You know, control your breaks. Make sure you have time to yourself. Make sure you, you get headspace away from work. Um, you know, talking to someone once again is always super important. I think, you know, people are there to, to talk to. And, and, you know, going back to the previous thing about finding those positive energies in you, in your career, if you find them, they will always listen to you and they're not always there to, you know, give you just what they think. It's sometimes all you need is someone to listen to you and it's like you, you end up being a coach and a coach is someone who doesn't give you things to take away. A coach is someone who allows you to come up with ideas yourself and ways out of itself. So find someone to coach, to find someone to coach you in that instance. But yeah, the immediate thing that comes to my mind is, in, in, in the moments of you know getting get imposter syndrome in the day-to-day role that we have is to just take a step back and slow down. Because you will if you slow down and do things right you you will actually see that your work gets better, it gets more clear, you get more clarity, you be you're better at what you do. Um, and that's my I suppose bit of advice.
0: No, that's great Toby. And um, that taking taking the time to digest, reflect and sometimes when you when I see it sometimes here uh, people are trying to put too much in I say look get yourself off early Yeah. don't do anything come in a bit later tomorrow yeah. and you come in with this completely different perspective and your work changes the way that you're feeling about the stuff changes as well um, so I'm a big big advocate of that otherwise you, you try and throw yourself into something else and then before you know it you're burnt out and then it's burnout and imposter syndrome, and it's it's you, you're adding more and more stresses to to your life as well.
1: Burnout's real. It's real, and it can uh, it can affect any of us at any time. Doesn't matter how how uh, how resilient we think we are, um, you know. And when you hit that point of burnout, it's it's pretty hard to get back. So, um, you know, I think yeah, what you just said, Danny, and it's weird how much how much an early finish. One day to go and do something, whether you want to go and spend time with family or go for a walk or, or watch a film, whatever it may be, you know, read a book or put some Audible in. It's weird how those it might not seem like much going into it, but when you come out the other end of it, that bum and act, you know what I mean? Your head's just in a completely different place. Um, yeah, but burnout's, burnout's real.
0: Massively. Well, Toby, thank you so much for being a guest today. Um... I think there's a lot of takeaways there. I really appreciate how honest you've been as well, Mm -hmm. talking through your experience and, you know, I'm I'm sure you won't mind if people, if they listen to this, and wanted to get in touch with Toby, he's huge on social media, but you can find him on LinkedIn and, and you can probably ask him directly, ask him for some support, some help, some tips and, um, yeah, he's he's always welcome to talk to people. I know I'm 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 saying this for you, Toby, but no, you know, right. whenever That's I've true. needed help or advice, I always reach out to you, and you're there to sort of help. So it's definitely, definitely something we need to work as a community together to help as many people as we can that don't know where to go or where to turn to. Yeah, I
1: agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it before. You know, the where we are, we're, we're in Manchester, and this community is. It's quite crazy how, how how welcoming it is and how how, how mad it can be it's such a big effect on your career. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always open to chat to anyone about, you know, any of these topics or, or yeah, just to chat about anything the market. You know, it's what we do, we, we talk. That's what our jobs are day to day, you know. So I'm always here to, to have a chat, offer any advice. If it is something more serious along the lines of what I said before about the... the the deeper states of imposter syndrome or or anxiety then yeah i mean i've got some tips that i can give from my experiences you know i've not not got nowhere near all the answers but uh, i've got a couple of experiences from my own my own journey so yeah always open to chat
0: thanks for listening to this week's episode of the trusted tech Talks podcast with me manny I'm a guest speaker, Toby Woodman, lead talent partner at Infinity Works, part of Accenture. If you found this discussion useful or would like to know more, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow Trusted Tech Talks on LinkedIn and Spotify so you never miss a future episode. If you'd like to talk about your own experiences or would like further advice on managing imposter syndrome, you can reach out to me or Toby directly by LinkedIn or email.